Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox, hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a very fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast, doing it for the love of the Sox. I am Nick Borowski, going to bring in my co-host, uh, Pat Hester, in just a second. Thank you so much for joining us once again. It's a brand new episode. It's episode 79. Uh, you can catch up on older episodes uh, anywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe, and every new episode will head into that inbox. Uh, lots to talk about more of hypothetical rumor. Um, but here we are sitting uh, almost late January, and uh, uh, pitchers and catchers going to be reporting. We we hear still in mid February. Uh, Pat Hester, hello, come on in. We got a lot of stuff to discuss, buddy. I, it's good to talk to you. It's great to talk White Sox baseball on, yeah. a, on a cold January day. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Awesome. I love the new intro. And uh, yeah. shout out to our your friend of mine, Eric Carlson, for the help on that. So I know Eric yeah. is a listener. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you so much to ACDC for uh, giving uh, the, the eight seconds of their song. Um, yeah, Eric, uh, he man, he can do a great Gene Honda impression and a, and a wonderful Hawk uh, impression. And uh, if you ever the opportunity to hear those, uh, they will they will just leave you in stitches. Uh, Tough to golf with him when he's doing uh, those impressions on the golf course. Uh, it's tough, tough to tough golf, to period, and that doesn't help. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you uh, to him. Uh, so, Pat, uh, what? okay, let me just throw this right uh, at you. Um, we heard from Rick Hahn uh, since the last time you and I recorded. A couple sound bites. Uh, our team is on the floor. And if there is a trade to be made, we'll make it. Uh, which one of those do you think, um, I guess, will trend for the rest of this offseason into spring training? Well, I think he's, he's hedging his bet with the fans. It's like, oh, we're, we're good, but if there's a trade yeah. to be made, we'll have it. So then he, he satisfies both, both, uh, sure, both sides of, of the aisle. It's like, oh, well, I got to make sure that people are that are happy with what we have done. Yeah, uh, I, I say my team's on the floor, but if there's a trade to be made, I got to take care of the, the knuckleheads like you and I that are impatient about uh, moves to be made. And, well, I, and it's happening. Not for me, for me, it's it's well, where's your DH? Uh, I, I thought that was one of your goals uh, back in, you know, late October, early November. So really, so it's incomplete. Your off season is incomplete. If your team is on the floor right now uh, yeah. and don't tone, don't get me started. You know, we'll talk Vaughn, I'm sure at this point and throughout. Uh, but you know, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Where's your DH? Well, unless they have just, they, they've fallen head over heels in love with, with Vaughn, which, you know, obviously looking at the way a guy rakes, I mean, you can, you've got to be excited about it, but uh, what has he been doing since Schaumburg last year to, to prove to you that he's your everyday DH? I just don't think he's, there's enough there. Look, man, to if, say, it's, if it's 2018 yeah. or 2019, you know, Hey, put Vaughn in. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know for, for a team that, is is in the where we keep saying this for for where they're at right now it's it's going into the 2021 season and you know you you look at teams that are almost making moves because of the Sox they're, they're making moves in the AL like I got to compete with the White Sox look at their lineup and 
they're they're looking for a championship season here going late into October. And you're going to put Vaughn, who hasn't had any major league uh, at-bats, as your starting uh, DH? That, that's insane. Yeah, and it would go against everything that they've been about for the, you know, since Rick Hahn has really been the GM in the front, you know, the, 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 the face of the front office. When he's he's always talked about, well, they got to get X amount of at bats at this level, and then we need them to go to this level, have X amount of at bats, and fail, and, mm-hmm. and come back. It would just fly in the face of everything that they've ever spoke about. That this guy is yeah. is that much better than any anything else they've had come through their system. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can say that about a guy that's really just come straight out of college to to your system. So anyway, yeah. I, I I just I, I fail to believe that there's anything done. I, I also fail to believe that you need to trade for a DH. I'm okay if you want to trade, find something to, to fill out your staff, your starting staff as far as your pitchers go. But I mean there's enough I, I, you'll, you'll, everybody's going to get tired of me talking about the same couple people, but there's enough out there in the free agent market that'll, that'll be a nice placeholder for you for a year or two plus until Vaughn is ready. And, yeah. you know, if it's an epic fail at DH again this year, I really, again, I don't see it hindering this lineup. It, it, you'd I, love I don't to have see, it. I, I'm with you. It's not the end of the world, but if you want a complete lineup up and down, that's going to strike fear and there aren't any gaps and DH is one of the things you wanted to go after and you didn't achieve it. And then you're going to fall back on saying, well, we still have a potent offense. You do. And and I'm not going to argue with you on that. Uh, but that's not what the goal was just to have a potent offense. It was to have a complete team up and down with proven uh, MLB talent. Now, one of the guys I think, you know, you're high on Ozuna, which I, I, I'm high on Ozuna too. What are your thoughts on Cruz? I mean, that, that has been a rumor that's been popping up here and there. Nelson Cruz uh, is going to be 41 years old in July. And yeah, and, and, and I'm okay with that. Obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that one, Nick, and I'll tell you why. One, he's been a professional DH for, for several years now. The, he, he's been in that mode. You know, what worries me about bringing in a person to be your DH for the majority of the year, you get those guys that say, oh, I really like to play the field or I really feel like my bat loses something when I'm not in there. This guy knows he's a professional DH and that's where he is at in his career. He doesn't probably have, he doesn't have the mileage on his on his body without having to play the year the field over the past couple of years. So, yeah. you know, I'm good with it. I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he's 41 years old. But again, I, I think it's more of a um low risk high reward type of thing again the salary is going to be the 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 risk part i guess where people are going to look but again it's not my money so i'll take that i'll take on the 41 years old i think he'll be better than encarnacion and i think it it would solidify your lineup i would much rather go with a marcelo zuna only because he gives you that opportunity to have him still play the field and spell people and mix and match where you're where you're at in your lineup depending on if you want to have eloy uh, DH a day and put Ozuna in left field, or yeah. you, know, you got a situation going on in right field where you right. put Ozuna in there and Eaton DH a day or whatever, it, whatever the, the situation calls for. I give, I think the, I think Ozuna gives you more flexibility and you can sign him for two or three years where you're not mm-hmm. just doing a rental type of situation. Well, the, the professional DH, you know, label that just reminds me of Encarnacion last year. You know, he was a guy that mashed, we saw him mash, uh, you know, he was up there in age, late thirties and, uh, you know, yeah, we kind of took a flyer on him and uh, yeah, we were all excited. 
and that was a bust. That was an yeah. absolute bust. So I, I, you know, you look at Cruz's numbers, and they're just, you know, they've been phenomenal. We've seen him uh, closely. We kind of were able to figure him out last year. Um, yeah, there could be some stuff in the tank. Uh, there's, you know, I mean, again, based on the numbers and everything, there's no reason to say there's not. But you don't know. You don't know when all of a sudden the the, the switch yeah. turns off. It's like, you know what? I'm 40 going on 41. I, yeah, I don't know if I've got it anymore. And, and that's that, I just don't see that being like, Hey, here's our banner year. This is the year we're really going for it. And we've got a 40 year old as a DH. Um, It's just kind of goofy to me. Yeah, But I think you can't look at player a and say, because player a failed, Anybody that is in that same category is going to fail as sure. well. Sure. Yeah, Nelson yeah. Cruz, and he, there was no precipitous drop off that, that I saw. And I don't think he's the all or nothing type player. It seemed like Edwin was, was you know, home run or, or strikeout, and that was it. I don't yeah. see that with oh, Nelson yeah. Cruz. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, but I can't. No, you're, you're right wrong. on that. You're right on that. That's the tricky part, is you don't want the uh, Edwin thing to ruin any other potential sim- similar options. Mm-hmm. And I, I would think Cruz would be a little bit more of a complete hitter than what we were getting out of Encarnacion. Um, in terms of the overpay situation, I mean, I think that's, that's you know, and we could talk a little bit pitching too, and, and it goes for a DH or for a position player. There's this, you know, oh, I, I don't want the Sox to overpay. Well, how do you know that? You almost don't know that at the, at the, at the time a deal is made. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. go over, you could go track record, but the fact that we gave Yonder Alonzo more than a thousand dollars or John Jay more than, <laughs> you know, $500 is a crime against humanity. Like we all grossly have overpaid. Like you just don't know. Uh, you could, you know, hindsight's 2020. So yeah. why, why say, you know, it's the nitpicking. It's the hem and should we, should we give a couple more mil? The Sox right now, from what you hear, and if you're following all the rumors and everything, have kind of like, you know, cornered themselves in a, uh, you know, we're only going to willing to pay about this much. And, and God forbid if we try to go, if someone's wanting us to go like two million over, no way, we can't. Well, what do you mean you can't? Like, yeah. you, you know, you've got the money. It's insane yeah. how much money you have and what's come off the books since last year. So if you give, you know, if you overpay a million or two million to get the guy that you want, instead of going bargain hunting, to me, I don't get that. Why is that a dispute? Nick, I don't think we're going to ever solve the the uh, the issues with the Sox and their spending where where it's where it's like we're we're not open for business. And then all of a sudden they'll they'll pay you know, a record contract for, for Liam Hendricks. And it just kind of blows people away. I just think they, they're an organization that loves to play the cat and mouse. They never will yeah. tell you exactly yeah. what they do at the end of the day. I think Nick, it, it, it just breeds a little bit of, of, you know, for us as fans and, and anybody else who's a fan, it's, it's almost like you got to be patient right until right up until spring training starts where mm-hmm. your team literally is on the field and yeah. are on the floor as, as Rick sure. Hunt, you know, that, takes yeah. from Hoosiers. Yeah. And, and we'll just kind of, I, I don't think you can get caught up with the everyday. Well, this is sad. And we heard that, you know, Jerry wants to look at how the, the pandemic, you know, affects baseball over the next three years and how will we mm-hmm. have fans in the stands. And I, I just think that's a, it's a bunch of, 
just a, a bunch of verbal garbage yeah. a lot of times. And we get so wrapped up in every single quote or rumor that yeah, we hear sure. that, yeah. that we don't know is true or isn't true or what's the validity of this. Take it in, put it through your own mental washing machine and, and, and let's <laughs> see what comes out of it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm going to refuse to get all caught up in the, you know, what we think the socks are going to spend. Cause it, they, they surprise me on a, on a given basis sometimes with what they're willing to spend and, and how they do business. Okay. A couple of things. So let's talk about a couple like surprise rumors. Cause that is what we've got to have to go off of right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Quintana goes to the angels and mm-hmm. we're hearing rumors that, okay, socks might've been in on Quintana, but are not willing to go over, what is it? 8 million maybe for a fifth starter, all rumors, just things we're hearing. But that does sound like Jerry uh, putting his foot down like, you know, we're not going over eight million for for, you know, a qualified fifth starter, Um, which, you know, again, just seems crazy to me if that is the case. Absolutely crazy to say I'm only going to I'm only going to stop there. Now you're hearing, okay, we're we're still looking for uh, a fifth starter or fourth starter, however you want to look at it. And the Adam Wainwright rumors start popping up over the last few days uh you your in-laws are cardinals fans your your wife uh, is a cardinals fan you've you've watched some cardinals baseball over the years uh thoughts on where a 39 year old adam wainwright would fit into uh onto this team here in 2021 well I, he can still throw the curveball i can tell you that everything that he does is on cunning and guile he, the year that he put together again in a short year mm-hmm. was nothing short of almost remarkable for a yeah. guy his age now. Uh, so he didn't have a full year of the wear and tear. He might have something to offer. I know we'll have something to offer as far as leadership, you know, amongst mm-hmm. the young pitchers sure. on yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it would be a, a nice ad as far as what you have already with some really strong veteran presence now in your, yeah. your entire staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of Adam Wainwright. I don't know. how. I don't know. I know that he's, he's, and I, I hate to use these types of terms, but he, you know, in, in a sports term, he is a warrior. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out there and he's going <laughs> to take the ball yeah. and he's going to, in a playoff run could be extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if his, if his body is going to sure. continue to let him pitch 30 games. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in this league anymore. And I also think just from everything that I've seen and heard and, and the way their relationship is, it, it seems to me like it would be a package deal with Yadier Molina. Now that you've got two guys that are veterans see, yeah. Go ahead. that are both looking for opportunities, you know, maybe elsewhere. Um, I think, and, and you have the Tony LaRusa, you know, factor mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think if you're talking to Wainwright, there's a possibility they're also talking to Yadier Molina. You That's think that would my, be a? You think that would be a, a good fit? I mean, I don't I think, think Molina wants strange, to be a backup, yeah. uh, a backup catcher. I don't think so either. I think it's probably more. But I, I'm looking at it as they just have that special relationship, you know, over the years that they've pitched, and they have a, and listen, a great admiration if, for each other. If they I, I just, bring it's interesting. Molina in, and this is a huge if hypothetical. Well, that just sets all the the folks that are so high in love with Collins. That sends things back even further, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, unless you've got a, an idea of Collins and he's getting shipped out, which I don't think anybody wants this guy. 
I, I don't, you know, I, I just don't get the, I know the package deal. It's happened before in other situations uh, with pitcher catcher, especially after a certain year. But I, I guess I could see the Wainwright thing. They're, they're asking for maybe five, six million. I, I don't know, you know, the things I'm hearing. And uh, that seems to be right up Jerry's alley, uh, five, yeah. six million. But, I, you know, bringing Molina in, I just don't get I, I mean, this is just my speculation. Sure. Obviously, oh, nothing, yeah. nothing that is. I've heard or seen. I just think it would be interesting. And then it, does that in, in doing that almost somewhat solve your DH? Then you then you've got then you put yes, yes, <laughs> as your DH. Uh, but but I wouldn't want Molina also catching as much as he's caught. I mean, he's led the league and catch the you know, game. Right. I, I, I don't think I, I just don't think you want yes as a well, you can throw him in his DH, but. Uh, you got guys like, you know, Hendricks coming over to the Sox saying, well, uh, Grandal is the best, you know, defensive catcher out there. Uh, I want to yeah. come here because of Grandal. Uh, yeah. I, so, I mean, and then to your point, you bring in Wainwright, who's 39, touching 40. You want him for the, the, the postseason experience. I don't know if he's going to make it to the postseason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You might have to spell him, and maybe that's a situation where you've got a six man rotation at some point, but I, I don't, there's like just a lot of, I, it makes it, more, it makes it a lot more complicated when you think about it, you do something like that. Yeah. It almost makes it more complicated than making it easier. Cause then you're going to have to help navigate, uh, uh, you know, an elder and, and I say an elderly in, in terms of, you know, <laughs> in yeah. terms of a, an athlete yeah. helping him navigate his way through a season when, yeah. Yeah. When really, again, it's it's cunning and guile, as mm-hmm. uh, as my old my old mm-hmm. favorite announcer of all time, Hawk Harrison, yeah. would say. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, again, this is all, folks. This is all just you know stuff we're hearing that's out there because you almost have to make up things right now because there any there isn't anything going on concrete. Um, and the other big you know rumor, um, especially if you're on social media quite a bit was with the Brewers the last few days. And uh, you've got, Pat, you've got a lot of uh, thoughts and feelings on Madrigal. And, folks, if you didn't hear this, this is kind of what I was hearing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pat. Uh, Corbin Burns from the Brewers coming over to us uh, for Madrigal, Hoyer, maybe Stever or Crochet. Um, That's that's what I heard. There was seems to be there was a there was a discrepancy over is it Stever is it Crochet? Maybe that's why it hasn't happened. Uh, But Madrigal, the one guy that it seems like would be heading that's on the current roster, we just don't have a a, a whole or a a backup plan for. Uh, Corbin Burns, twenty six years old, has four years of control. Um, You know, had a pretty good two thousand eighteen. You know, hasn't put too much together in 1920 to, to really write home. But, you know, small sample size last season. Uh, your thoughts, uh, when you heard this, and I know I want, I want you to hit on the magical stuff, but what were your thoughts when you were starting to hear this? I don't understand trading for a, a pitcher. Uh, I'm, I'm okay trading for a pitcher of this ilk if it's guys out of your minor league system. Yeah, I, I don't understand trading guys off your team because I feel like you, you take – a, a step forward and a couple steps back because then mm-hmm. now you're now you're in search of a second baseman you yeah. do that I, and, yeah. and i don't understand it if you have stuff or, or if you've got assets in your minor league system then trade that rather than guys off your major league club i yeah i that to me is 
I don't agree with that type of thinking. And, and especially when, when all it would co- what it would cost you to get a, a pitcher uh, of, of the same value is a free agent pitcher that you're just paying. Now, see what, what I just don't get the discrepancy people want to make. If you're trading a, a, a player, that's an mm-hmm. asset or paying yeah. dollars. That's yeah. an asset. But I feel like it's easier to pay the dollars than trade the players. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you got to make either there's two to tango. It's, uh-huh. I want that guy or that guy. And, right. and I don't know. I, maybe that's I, what's maybe infuriating. No, you're saying all much. the, you're, you're saying the right things. That's what it comes down to. I mean, Garrett Richards uh, goes to the Red Sox for 10 million, Quintana to the Angels. I'm not saying those guys were going to take us to the promised land, but just pay, you know, and you can yeah. afford it. You can afford it instead of having, like you just said, to, to have to dance with another team and, 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 and potentially lose out on, I, I, I just like pay, you know, it, it's yeah. always been this, this trading game that they want to get themselves into. And I, I mean, I don't know, unless there's a Tommy Lastella situation that's going to be happening and you trade away Madrigal and then Lastella moves into second base instead of a DH role, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's, you know, there's obviously so many things happening that we don't even see, but Hey, I, I would love uh, a Burns to come on this staff, uh, that age, that controllability, uh, that arm, uh, a strikeout pitcher doesn't walk a lot, but to get, so again, so let's, let's look at the other end, end of it then, Pat, why are we so high on Madrigal? Well, I, I don't know that I'm, I'm that, like over the moon, like you can't give this guy up. I just don't know why he's such a lightning rod. Like people, people are ready to trade this guy tomorrow, and they, they it's like they have a disdain for him because he doesn't hit for power. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, All, the guys, the guy is here for a reason. He's playing in the major leagues for a reason. It's because he gets on base, he doesn't strike out a lot, and he hits. And yeah, okay, you, you want to tell me he's not going to drive the ball in the gap and hit it out of the ballpark? I don't really care about that. And, and we don't know voted. if he is or isn't. He's played 29 yeah. games in the bigs, 108 yeah. plate appearances. So, like, what's the love for Listella? What is he doing? Is he mashing the Tommy ball out of the ballpark? Is. is he? I mean, I, I know what he is. We've seen what he is. He's had an opportunity to show what he is. Yeah, I, I would rather. All we've heard about for the to two guys we've heard about the most over the past five years are are, are Robert and Madrigal, and we've mm-hmm. watched their maturation and move up from from uh, league to league to get to the majors. And I just I just have a hard time, you know, I don't want to say throwing a guy away, but trading a guy, especially for for a fourth or fifth pitcher, because he's got control. Yeah. Yeah. On his contract? Give yeah. me a break. You want to yeah. trade him and you tell me you put him in a package for something like, you know, uh, an every an ace or, uh, you know, sure. something that's th- – th- to me, this this type of move is – I could have seen it for Blake Snell. I could have seen it for Blake Snell, a lefty yes. uh, that has put up some, some great years uh, with the Rays. I, I could have seen that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I- I'm not anti-trade – uh, Nick Madrigal, he is not untouchable, and in, in his twenty games, and and you know just a bunch of hits, and seems like a scrappy player, but yeah. uh, but to, but put him in a package that's going to get me something that's going to you know really you know move the needle for me. I, this yeah. doesn't really do much for me. I, I, I didn't again, mind the. I mean, it would be tough to lose Hoyer uh, or Stever. The, some of the potential there are Kelly. Um, it seems like 
Vaughn is, is untouchable from what I'm hearing. And, and, and same thing with crochet, which is appreciative, but um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on the, on the magical thing. It's not like I am terribly high on this kid, but you know, it, it's all about the potential. It's like everybody yeah. has potential. I mean, we were, you and I were talking earlier this week uh, about the Gordon Beckham uh, podcast that Chuck and the gang <laughs> did. I mean, here's, there, there's a guy and you could go down the line that had, I mean, Carlos Redon, Fulmer recently, Beckham had all the potential in the world. You know, he just was not set up for success because of the height. That's tough yeah. to live up to. And when well, you hold he was on supposed to, a, to be the guy, sure. He, he was supposed to be the guy, you know, and it's like when you put all your eggs in that one basket, that, that's why I'm okay. Having hype about a guy when he's not going to be, you know, he's not supposed to be the entire team. We've got a team. You just have to contribute to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a lot of pressure right there. Uh, and, and it's the obsession over a player's potential, which I feel like, you know, it's been hit or miss for the Sox and, and the last, you know, few years. I mean, you, you get started with the Tatis thing and, and now I think maybe we're a little shy on, on trading away uh, some potential, but you know, it, th- that's the game that Jerry and company have been playing. It's like, do you, do yeah. you overpay uh, in their mind uh, for, for an arm, for, especially for a starting pitcher, or do you trade away? And I, I, it seems like they are not willing to, to pay. They're not willing to spend money um, on a proven starting pitcher in their prime, especially, man, in, in their prime. Right. I, I, how many Sox fans have you talked to over – the weeks and months that, that want to discuss Bauer, you know, Ooh. like, and it, it just, and it ain't I, happening, man. <laughs> I, I know, and, and I want it to happen and everybody want, and it's like, this would all be over if the Sox would actually pay premium money for a premium starting pitcher, but there's yeah. never been a moment where that's happened. Uh, I mean, look, look at some of the just dumb decisions that have been made, like the extension for John Danks years ago, instead of giving money to Mark Burley and letting him walk. I mean, we can talk about this for a long time and I don't want it to monopolize, but it's because that's what hangs over us as fans. when we look at that. Well, um, I think it hangs over the front office too, because they look sure. at the, the bonehead things they did and they just are, they're, they're so cautious to do anything now. Again, learn from the past. But don't let it dictate your entire future. Yeah. If you have conviction about somebody, you think it's right for your organization, do it. Don't go, well, remember when we did this and it didn't work out? It's like, okay, we did this. This is why it didn't work out. Is this the same situation? Not yeah. every situation is going to be the same as, as signing a John Danks to five years. Not every situation is going to be, you know, getting Jake Peavy and then his shoulder is sure. finds yeah. its way down to his lower yeah. back somehow. It's... <laughs> Um, okay. So let's talk about a couple guys they have in house right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, an extension for Giolito, I feel like is a must right now. And an extension for Lynn, mm-hmm. why not? If you're not going to take a risk on bringing somebody new into the organization, uh, pitching wise, then don't you feel, and this is a big, we don't know, this is a, but just your opinion that they might have talked to Giolito this offseason about an extension and the fact that it hasn't gotten done, they were prime, trying to probably lowball Giolito or Giolito's camp is like, no, 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 wait on this. You are yeah. in your prime oh, yeah. right now. Wait on this. 
the smart thing for Giolito to do is wait. Yeah. There's no reason why he's got to take a hometown discount. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a nice thing. It, it, again, a lot will play into it. But if there's no absolute need for him to sign an extension right now, mm-hmm. I, if if I'm him, I wait. Yeah. You know, just you, unfortunately, you come a yes. way. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah. And I think the best is still to come for for him as a pitcher, and his value will continue to grow. Now he could also look at the. Yeah, you know, he's not a Chris Sale type where his mechanics will dictate eventually his, his body breaking mm-hmm, down. So mm-hmm. that's why Chris was always eager to take the security. I, I don't see that out of a Lucas Giglio. He probably doesn't see it out of himself. So yeah. he's probably looking at it from the business standpoint that I'm going to bet on myself and continue oh, sure. to yeah. raise my value. And yeah. and I'm sure the Sox are looking at it. It's fine. We, we will, we're offering you the security. You don't want to take it right now. That's totally mm-hmm. up to you. We'll revisit it as it goes. I don't think there's any reason to have angst about it. I, I feel like it's it'll it's something that'll get done when it gets done type of thing. You know Look, I mean? though, but if, if he puts together a, a hell of a 2021, which all signs point to that being the case, um, when you get into the metrics and everything, it's only going to get tougher to sign that that extension or yeah. sign that deal. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's obvious. I, I agree with you. You know, oh, uh, yeah. and, and that's what maybe the, are this. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to get into the. Okay, so let's let's talk at the Lynn thing. When Lynn came over, it sounded like he said to his agent, hey, make, make this happen, this extension. I want to be here for more than just one year. This is, I, could, I see what's going on with this team. Uh, I just don't want to be kind of a one-year rental. Uh, would, it, would it be disappointing in your mind uh, if, the, if a Lynn extension didn't get done before the season started? Um, maybe a little bit, but again, what, tell me what the deadline is. Some, yeah. something, some of these things just go up until when the deadline is. And, that, and then when you have that, uh, that pressure of getting something done, that's when things are motivated to get done. But yeah. if there's no, if there's no uh-huh. absolute need to get these types of things done today, then right. I think they're going to, they're going to take care of themselves when they take care of themselves. Uh, yeah. That's how I feel. And if it doesn't happen with a <clears> landslide, I'm okay. I'd be I'd be more disturbed if they can't come to a long-term agreement with Giolito when the time comes, because that's your guy. You yeah. know, he's, he's part of your organization. Lance Lynn has bounced around this, this league all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'd love, I want him to help our team. He will help our team, but if it, it he's not quote our guy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Giolito would be more disheartening. Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I agree. But um I, I don't know. It, it seems like the Sox have been spending money that way over the last few years in-house extensions. Um, and I thought mm-hmm. that would be another trend. And maybe it's more of uh, in February. You know, we've seen it happen during spring training where some of those yep. extensions have, have come through. Um, so George Springer's off the books. He's headed to the Blue Jays or is in the in the in Toronto. Brantley back with the Astros. Uh, there's still a lot of names that that are out there position and, and pitching wise. Um, are, are you still, are you, you kind of got your hopes set on, on like in an ideal world, an Ozuna type of guy, or it would be more of an arm for you. Um, uh, you're going to hate me. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're going to yell at me. Oh, you're going to still yell at me about this. Mm. Cause again, I, I guess I have more optimism in, in the young guys. I have, I'm more optimistic about cease. I'm, 
optimistic about Kopech when he gets up here and if he's got to, <sighs> you know, pencil in some things until that happens. I don't know. I'm just sorry. Just don't get don't mad at me. Don't be obsessed so by me. potential. That's all I can say to you right now. Don't be obsessed with it. I'd uh, I, I'm I'm more on on filling out the lineup. Yeah. Then I I'm I am I wouldn't say content because you never should be content as a as a fan or as a front office or a team. But um, I I'd rather fill out that lineup because maybe that the lineup can continue to be your deodorizer if your your starting staff isn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Where, yeah. If your starting staff isn't where it needs to be on opening day, but it, it, it takes more of a shape and form after the All Star break, I, I think I can, I think we can mash our way to where we need to go. Yeah. You know, and and that that's because I feel good about the, the the top three, and I I feel good about Cease. I I will I I am. I've You're going on record this, saying Cease is going to have well, a, a come out year here. Oh boy! Oh God! I, that didn't work out well for me with Mazzara. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try. I, to, I'm on yeah, record. I'm forget this about is that being recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go on record. He may not blow you away, but I feel I feel like he's going to do enough here. I feel good about you know the 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 work he's putting in right now with the with the the the, the tool that he's using. Mm-hmm. The I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But whatever the pitching tool he's using, yeah. the new pitching coach, the experience, and the understanding that you can't throw 100 pitches in four innings type of thing, mm-hmm. and you don't have to strike out everybody under the sun to get through a ball game to get a win. Yeah, uh, I, I like where that is. So I'm happy one through four. It's that fifth starter that you're just kind of, yeah, eh, I don't really know what we got here. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. That's me. You're going to tell me it's all about pitching and I'm a moron and no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to say that here now. Um, no, I, <laughs> it, it, it's pitching and you know, I'm not going to say much more, but I think we got it. We need a little bit more pitching depth. Uh, a guy that's in house here with this organization. that's become a real face of this organization uh, is gracing the cover of uh, RBI baseball 21, Tim Anderson. Uh, that's, is that, that's a big deal, right, Pat? I think it's a big deal, not for maybe you or I that, that aren't gamers, um, or at least I'm not, I'm not privy to what you do when we're not on this (laughs) podcast, but, um, but I think it says something about uh, one about major league baseball. Yeah. You're, you're putting the faces of franchise of a guy that's brash. Yeah. That's quite frankly. And I hope I don't ruffle anybody's feathers, but he's, he's not us. He's not a white guy. Mm -hmm. And it, it says something about where, you know, the, the maturation of the league. And I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm really oh, yeah. excited. Love it. Not, not just because he's a, he's a white Sox player. That's, that's a bonus, but the, the but who he is, what he stands for, yep. you know, the, he's, yeah. he's a extremely charitable guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's all about, you know, bringing baseball to the inner city and, mm-hmm. and, and just a f- fantastic person. He's a, and he's brash. You yeah. know, he's, Confident. He's self-confident. Some of the quotes he's had uh, today, just today in the Tribune, they ran a nice article and just, I mean, he, he, he's hungry. He's hungry for success after what happened in Oakland and uh, he will bet on himself big time uh, with his, with that, with that confidence, you know, I love it. I love the decision. I I think back, like back to the early nineties or mid nineties when, when Griffey jr. Was on the cover of, of games and, you know, I, I don't know if Tom, Thomas didn't Thomas Frank Thomas had a, had a video game. Did he have? Oh, I don't remember. I mean, um, I can see him being on the cover of some back back way back. Um, 
and like a Sega That's a good gamer. Question. But uh, it, it, I mean, it it just brings I think the spotlight uh, to the Sox even more uh, nationally of mm-hmm. them as a team, and also like, hey, we got this this you know, Tim Anderson could be an MVP. He very well has the oh, tools yeah. to be an AL MVP. Uh, and we, he, he's a leader. He's an MVP in my mind, and he almost. He almost, you almost forget about him sometimes. You almost forget how great he is or how great he's played over the past Well, that's two what you want, because, right? That, that's yeah. what you want is you want to have these guys that are hidden in our lineup almost. We know about them, but other teams are scratching their head in their pitching meetings. Like, how, how are we going to handle this lineup? There, there are no breaks. There are no Mazaras yeah. in this lineup. There are no Alonzos in this lineup. I, I don't know how we're going to do this. And yeah, I, you know, you're, they're not all going to hit at all times, but it is, it is pretty scary when you think if Mankata comes back healthy and Aloy's healthy and hitting and Abreu, you know, he might not put up another MVP season. Actually, he, he probably won't, but if he could just do what he's been doing throughout his career, I mean, the protection that Anderson has to just, man, be a breakout, breakout player. I could see him being up there in the MVP award. Uh, a race. Definitely. Definitely. And he's going to challenge for the batting title. It seems like on most years are being top five and, and average just because he's going to get on base and hit and he can run. And it's, if he uh, could it's just a fantastic watch those thing. Errors. Boy. Um... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> something that uh, I know you're, you're going to, you're, you're going to watch it. You know what? I'm kind of done. I'm almost done with does. that. I'm done with that argument. You know what? I think he's improved himself. Uh, I, I, a few booted balls and a few errant throws I don't think are going to cost this team with hopefully the runs that we put up. Hopefully, you know, it's not a major problem, but uh, he's going to be more he'll – be mo- he'll be known more for what he's doing aside from a few errors every now and then. I, that's not going to yep. be his defining quality. I was worried a couple of years ago, really was, uh, but he has proven that – he is a much more of a force in a lot of different ways, um, especially offensively. Yeah, and I'm going to point out two of your errors. You've you've brought up Yonder Alonso twice on this podcast, yeah. Yeah. so I think that you need to do a couple laps after this podcast is over, yeah. or sit in the corner for uh, how are you forty? You're forty, so that's yeah. forty minutes in the corner. That's mm-hmm. what you do for kids. Right. No more, no more Yonder Alonso. You know, I, I, and I don't want to. I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> that, that nightmare that comes back of boy, uh, that was a thing that happened actually not too long ago. That was what we resorted to. And because we wanted to sweeten a deal uh, for Machado, we didn't want to play Machado's way. We wanted to play our own way. And by we, I mean, Jerry, and that, and that's what he did. And I'm just trying, I'm praying that that's not the route that we go and, you know, going the cheap route uh, to, to put the final pieces on uh, what hopefully is a magical year this year. Um, that's all Pat. That's all I'm talking about. I know, I know, but you right. still did it. So yep. you have to be punished. Okay. Uh, well, so I'm going to, you know, I'll take care of that. So we're going to just start wrapping up. Um, you can find us folks on Twitter at good guys, TV, find us on a Facebook page. Uh, good guys talk back anywhere. You find your podcast, subscribe and every new episode will come into that inbox. Uh, uh, hopefully this conversation, you know, lives, uh, after this episode with uh, your coworkers, family, friends, other Sox fans, keep spreading the love of the Sox. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, buddy, to talk socks with you on a championships uh, January uh, Sunday. Yes, 
Yes, it's uh, great to talk to you. Maybe next time we'll talk about uh, Chicago White Sox new number one fan, David Kaplan. Oh, so we'll God. save that for a podcast another day. Yeah, that, that's is, a whole uh, that's a whole thing with him him buying season tickets. We that's definitely I'm going to save that for next episode, which would be number eighty, which is kind of fun. Awesome. Um, all right, uh, thank you so much uh, for talking socks, listening to socks. Uh, again, find us anywhere. Uh, like uh, this uh, podcast, give it a rating so other Sox fans can find it. We appreciate that. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.